has reached epidemic proportions in America. I'm Dr. Paul Christo. This is Aches and Gains. Dr. Paul Christo is one of America's leading experts on relieving pain. He's board-certified, Harvard-trained, and a pain medicine specialist at Johns Hopkins. U.S. News & World Report ranks him as a top doctor and among the top 1% in the nation for pain management. Becker's Review selected him as one of the 70 best pain management physicians in America. He's listed as a super doctor for the Washington, D.C., Baltimore, Northern Virginia area. Aches and Gains is a weekly talk show covering all aspects of pain and pain relief. The human impact is real. Older adults, children, and even infants struggle to cope with pain. But there's hope, and there are treatments that can ease pain and suffering. The show offers compelling stories about people who've found relief. We share cutting-edge treatments from contributing experts, and we offer ways to help people cope with their pain. Welcome to the show. In 2005, there were very few advocacy organizations for those living in pain. If you were a young woman with a chronic disease like pain, there were virtually no online or community support groups. But Jenny Procopi changed all that by creating Chronic Babe. It's an online support group for younger women who want to move beyond their pain to live full lives. It's a supportive community that listens, teaches acceptance, and offers coping strategies. In fact, when it comes to coping techniques, research supports their potential for improving pain, function, and making us feel better emotionally. On today's show, we'll discover how Chronic Babe has given Jenny the tools to accomplish more than she ever imagined, delve into the importance of acceptance, and talk about ways to cope. Aches and Gains is supported by Medtronic, Purdue Pharma, Teva Pharmaceuticals, Millennium Laboratories, The Pain Community, and Boston Scientific. For live online listening to Aches and Gains, please go to paulchristomd.com. To access podcasts of the show, please go to paulchristomd.com. Jenny Procopi was diagnosed with fibromyalgia when she was just 25. It changed her life and led her down a dark path. When she made a decision to advocate for herself, though, it reshaped her life and led to a series of achievements. Jenny, welcome back to Aches and Gains. Thank you so much for having me. I'm thrilled to be here. On our last show, we talked about the genesis of Chronic Babe back in 2005, how it provides resources for women of all ages, and how you've been able to move beyond not only the debilitating symptoms of fibromyalgia, but the loneliness that often accompanies any chronic pain condition. Now tell us, what have you been able to accomplish in your life through Chronic Babe? You know what? I think that the that one of the biggest things I've been doing over the past year, year and a half or so, um, I created a subscription program okay. so people can sign up and pay a small monthly fee. They get a little one-on-one coaching with me, tons of resources. There's mm-hmm. a private Facebook community that they can hang out in and meet all the other women who are also studying. And each month we have a theme. And... You know, last month's theme was all about fear. And to watch these women speak so openly about their fears around chronic illness and chronic pain and to get support and feedback from other people who really get them, Mm -hmm. really non-judgmental, open-minded, you know, full-hearted support and feedback and advice. And to watch these women face their fears. You know, women asked for promotions. They worked on their relationships. They changed their living situations. Yeah. They, they made enormous strides. And 
it's a privilege to get to be part of that and to watch them do that and to help facilitate some of that. Mm-hmm. I am enormously proud of that program. I, it just helps so many people, and it is really powerful. There's not a month of that program that goes by where someone doesn't write me a really long letter about how much it's changed their life. So I'm, yeah. I'm very honored to get to do that work. Well, what a tremendous accomplishment. Congratulations. Thank you. I want to now talk about acceptance, acceptance of having pain and moving beyond the pain once that's occurred. Oh, I think acceptance is a foundational practice mm-hmm. for chronic babes. I think it is the beginning You know, it's not the beginning of the journey in the sense that it's the first thing that you do, but it is the most powerful thing you can do. Mm -hmm. And I I, I do call it a practice because it's not a thing that you just say, okay, I accept. I'm done. Like, that's it. No, no, no. That never happens. I don't know anyone that's happened before. (laughs) Right, right. (laughs) Acceptance is a journey. It is a process, a practice. And we have to work on it every day. And, And different people's ideas of acceptance um, everybody's idea is different. So for me, acceptance looks like, um, for example, if I get on stage and I do a keynote presentation for an hour, mm-hmm. I can't memorize the whole thing. There's no way. Even if I could do it on a good day, if I show up for that keynote that day and I have a brain fog moment, <laughs> yeah. I need note cards. And accepting that I just need to go ahead and rely on note cards, mm-hmm. for me, that was a, like, I don't know why, but it was kind of a big deal <laughs> because <laughs> I thought and, you know, other colleagues told me I had to memorize the whole thing. Yeah. So accepting, like, yes, I'm going to have brain fog moments. And so and I've accepted it. Now, what step do I need to take to deal with that? And so it's the moment where you stop fighting. Mm-hmm. You're no longer fighting your body when you accept. I like that. I I see a lot of patients whom I feel uh, struggle to control continued pain, and that's an all-consuming process. And as a result, they neglect other parts of their lives, or the leisure part of their lives, work, family. And I feel that once they can accept where they are now, they're able to move beyond that point, take a couple of steps in the positive direction, and and they're often surprised at how much they've accomplished. Now, I can also see a lot of my patients say, look, does acceptance mean that I'm giving up? And does it mean that I'm no longer going to get better? Mm-hmm. Well, I, I can see why people would think that. And there is definitely, there's a kind of moment where some people have where they do give up. Mm-hmm. And they just say, well, screw it. I guess I'm never going to take a shower again. And I'm just going to lie on the couch and feel sorry for myself. And I get that because I've totally had those days. Yeah. But acceptance to me is very different. Acceptance is like, it's like if you imagine your chronic pain is a person, mm-hmm. it's a mirror image of you, right? And you look at that person and you say, I accept you. You're part of me. I can't get rid of you. I've tried. You're here. You're obviously here for forever or for a while. I don't know, mm-hmm. but I accept you. So now we've, we've done that. What do we need to do next? And so for me, acceptance is not about giving up. It doesn't mean I don't keep looking out for new treatment modalities. It doesn't mean I stop trying to get better or to feel the best I can. Mm-hmm. It just means I'm not fighting it. I'm yeah. not walking around pissed off all day because I'm hurting. Right. You know, I'm, I'm not going to do what I did 17, 18 years ago and swim you know, my, my pushy off for an hour every day trying to swim away fibro. It means that I've accepted that 20 minutes a day is much more healthy for me. Well said. Listen, we're up for a break, but don't go away because when we come back, we'll drill down into the details of acceptance. 
I'm Dr. Paul Christo, and you're listening to Aches and Gains. Aches and Gains is supported by Teva, the leading global pharmaceutical company committed to increasing access to high-quality health care by developing, producing, and marketing affordable generic medicines, as well as innovative and specialty pharmaceuticals. Millennium Health is a leading health solutions company that delivers accurate, timely, clinical, actionable information to inform the right treatment decisions for each patient at the right time. Millennium offers a comprehensive suite of services to better tailor patient care. More information is available at www.millenniumhealth.com. Welcome back. I think that acceptance allows patients to let go of the losses and focus on and concentrate on who they're going to become. That's right, because once you accept that you have pain Mm -hmm. and the limitations that it brings with it, it does open up some brain space for you. You're no longer fighting. You're no longer as pissed off. You're not as heart sick. You have a lot more mental bandwidth to brainstorm and come up with workarounds that can actually help you craft a really kick-ass life. And indeed, you're an inspirational example of doing just that. I mean, you've reshaped your life. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. I feel like I have. (laughs) I do feel like I have. It's all about the workarounds because, and here's the thing that really helps people, I think, a lot when Mm -hmm. they, when they really consider it. Okay. Every human being suffers. Every human being experiences hardship. Right. So even a person who doesn't have chronic pain, they may not get your pain in particular, but they understand what it's like to hurt. They understand what it's like to struggle. And if we can remember that we're not alone in that struggle and that we can learn from other people, even if they don't have pain, they may have lessons to teach us about how to find a great workaround. If we can keep our minds open to that, life feels a lot more exciting and and have a lot more potential instead of feeling like it's ruined. (laughs) Very, very true. Some of the research even suggests that acceptance is useful when efforts to change won't likely succeed. Do you believe that? Yes and yes. I've had this for almost 20 years, or I was diagnosed with it almost 20 years ago. I've Mm -hmm. had chronic pain since I was a kid, and there's a certain amount of fighting it that just isn't, it's not healthy. And when you can accept that you are coming from this baseline that maybe is different from what you want or different from your peers Mm -hmm. or different from what your family or friends expect, when you can accept that you know what your baseline is, you can then build a life on that. You know, if I walked around every day depressed and sad because I was going to be in pain the rest of my life and that's not what I wanted or expected, mm-hmm. well, my life would be crappy. It would just suck. Yeah. You know? Yeah. <laughs> I probably wouldn't have my own company. I probably wouldn't have built, I definitely wouldn't have built Chronic Babe. I wouldn't be able to help people. I wouldn't have the great relationships I have now. I, I'd be a mess. Yes. You know, I like your point though. Once you establish a new baseline through acceptance, you can build a new life on that and move beyond where you are now. Let's switch gears now. I want to talk about coping. Advocacy groups like yours definitely help patients cope. Coping can not only make us feel better, but can improve pain and our ability to function. Have you found that to be true? Uh, yeah, I definitely agree with that. We, I think a lot of what I teach with Chronic Babe is coping, mm-hmm. coping mechanisms. Yeah. And 
you know, a lot of different things can be coping mechanisms. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, watching Netflix for an hour when you're having a big pain flare-up can be a coping mechanism because it can be a great distraction. It can, and there are others. Uh, some of my patients have found relaxation as a coping technique to be extremely helpful because it's such a calming influence, increases their adaptive response to pain, and allows them to pace themselves. I've done progressive muscle relaxation before. That is quite helpful. Mm-hmm. Um, some people might try taking a warm bath. Some people use essential oils. I, I do all of that. <laughs> On really bad days, I put all of that together. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. um, meditation is is not necessarily. I wouldn't. I don't equate it with relaxation. But when I meditate, I I am a more relaxed person in general. Mm-hmm. And so meditation for me is a wonderful. It was. It's a many, many. Uh, it offers many benefits, but one of the things is relaxation for sure. Yeah, indeed. Now we did a show on the benefits of aromatherapy here on Aches and Gains, and actually there are several essential oils that can be applied to the skin as well as inhaled to reduce the pain of certain pain conditions. Straight ahead, we'll talk about setting realistic goals given the context of pain. I'm Dr. Paul Christo, and you're listening to Aches and Gains. Aches and Gains is supported by The Pain Community, a web-based nonprofit created by people living with pain. Check out paincommunity.org for information, references, advocacy tools, and a premium section to securely interact with other members in forums and chat rooms. Boston Scientific, a leader in microelectric implantable technologies used to treat chronic neuropathic pain. Welcome back. Jenny, I find that setting realistic goals for my patients, given their limitations, is really tough. How do you achieve this? Mm-hmm. I, yeah, I teach, I teach setting realistic goals as a, as a big part of the work I do because, one, when we set goals, it means that we're dreaming about the future and we're thinking about positive outcomes. So mm-hmm. that's a really great place for us to, to be yeah. mentally. Um, and then setting realistic goals means that we are not setting ourselves up for failure. Mm-hmm. So I try to counsel people to not not set goals that are like way below what they want that because they're afraid that they're going to fail. Like I don't want people to set, you know, if their realistic goal is I'm going to put on my clothes today and go out of the house for five minutes. Like, well, maybe they can do better than that, you know? Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> So, I mean, everything is going to be different for every person, mm-hmm. but I like to encourage people to, to get excited and, and set a realistic goal. And then I also encourage people to get ready for maybe not meeting that goal mm-hmm. because they may not. But the act of setting the goal, it's like you're sending a signal subconsciously to yourself to the, and to the world that you are ready to do something and mm-hmm. be successful. Right. Um, and so even that effort is a fantastic success. And then maybe you don't reach your goal 100%. Well, you gave it a good try, and that's better than nothing. Sure. And then maybe you do meet your goal, and then you realize you could do more next time. So I absolutely believe in setting realistic goals and and sharing them. I do too. And in fact, I think you do a lot of that on your Chronic Babe website. I really believe in social accountability. So telling people posting pictures about it, your experience on Instagram, Mm -hmm. you know, tweeting about a success. Like I love seeing people's pictures of, um, you know, their, their numbers, like if they do a run or something. And I love seeing those little screenshots Mm -hmm. and cheering them on because it's like a small thing I can do, but maybe make their day. Exactly. Now, it seems like a tremendous asset of Chronic Babe is providing empathy. And what I mean by that is the ability to feel another person's feelings, Mm -hmm. such as pain. And I feel that 
we're seeing less empathy in this stressful, time-compressed managed healthcare system. Mm-hmm. And also, family and friends begin to lose empathy as the disease, like pain, becomes chronic. How does the chronic babe community respond with empathy? Wow. Well, I think some people get stuck in the sympathy realm. Mm-hmm. And they, they feel, I feel so sorry for you. I'm so sorry for you. And they get into that mindset, and it is a bummer. <laughs> you know, because mm-hmm. yeah. I don't want people to feel sorry for me. I mean, it's that's not interesting to me, and it's, it's a bummer for everyone involved. But empathy, that ability to say to someone, I hear you, I recognize you, I see that you're struggling, yeah. you know, and, and, and saying, I'm really sorry, that it sucks that you're dealing with that. It sucks. What can I do? Mm-hmm. That kind of empathy, um, that kind of connection is really powerful. And I do believe that organizations like U.S. Pain Foundation, I'd keep mentioning them because they are just the group that I participate in, but there are lots of other organizations out there too and support groups and places online where people can, you know, talk to each other and help each other. It makes an enormous difference. You know, a lot of people with chronic pain, they feel like they're not heard. They feel like no one gets it, that their struggle isn't important. And a lot of what they go through every day, they face alone. Mm -hmm. Um, and that can be so isolating. So it's it's really tough when they don't feel empathy from people. And it is, it can wear on the people that you are in relationships with. Absolutely. And how have you overcome that problem? I'm not responsible for the happiness of the, of the people who are close to me, but I care about their happiness, mm-hmm. right? So I try to do what I can to balance my need to tell them, hey, I'm having a really bad day with their, you know, feelings too. I don't I don't want to be the Debbie Downer at the party who just sits there all night feeling like a bummer. You know? <laughs> <laughs> it's not fun for me. It's not fun for them. Right. And, you know, that, that kind of constant stuff, it, it can be a drag. So I try to share with people like, yeah, it's a real rough day today. It's really sucking. Um, and they'll say, oh, that sucks. And then I'll say, why don't you show me some cute pictures of your kids and let's have fun chat. And I try to change the subject. I try to push us onto something that, again, coming back to that idea of connection. Yeah. You know, what's what's the thing we can connect about? And usually, you know, my friends, I'm very, very blessed to have such an amazing core group of supportive friends. They hear what I have to say. They recognize that it's not cool. It's not fair, mm-hmm. that they wish I didn't feel bad. And then they know that I don't want to dwell there. And so we move on. Right. Now, before we take a break, I want to mention that... Uh, Based on functional MRI imaging research, when we see pain in others, the same regions in our own brains light up as though we ourselves were feeling the pain, which I think is amazing. Stay with us because when we come back, we'll find out what the difference is between the Chronic Babe online community and other online pain advocacy organizations. I'm Dr. Paul Christo, and you're listening to Aches and Gains. Aches and Gains is supported by Medtronic, a global leader in medical technology, alleviating pain, restoring health, and extending life for millions of people around the world. Visit TameThePain.com to learn about treatment options for chronic pain. Purdue Pharma, making a positive impact on healthcare and on lives reminding everyone to safeguard medications in their home. For cutting-edge treatments and resources, follow Dr. Paul Christo on Twitter or like Aches and Gains with Dr. Paul Christo on Facebook. Welcome back to the show. Jenny, Chronic Babe is not the only online community for pain. How is Chronic Babe different? I, I think that a lot of communities online fall into this 
pattern of negativity, right? Yeah, so yeah. there's a lot of online communities for people in pain and with other cr- chronic conditions where people tend to just tell really long stories about their negative experiences and everyone piled on and is like, yeah, that sucks. That's <laughs> me too. And uh-huh. I think for some people they need that, but the community that I've been building is so much more about I'm going to tell this hard thing that's happening and then I'm going to ask for support mm-hmm. and people will give that support. And especially in the subscription club, it's that community in particular, because I'm in there every day yeah. on the Facebook group working with them. Mm-hmm. They know that it's not a place where we just vent and dump our struggles on people and walk away. This is a place where we might share a struggle and then ask for support and uh-huh. be open to the idea that our, you know, sisters in pain are going to offer a lot of cool support, right? Yeah. And I've made a real effort to nurture that. And the same with our Chronic Babe Forum, which is much bigger, you know, has thousands of members. But we still, we have a moderator, we have other people who hang out in the forum all the time, and they really encourage not blanket positivity, but a focus on solutions. I'm trying to do something very similar here on Aches and Gains, and the message is threefold. One, to provide compelling stories of people like yourself who found relief. Two, to provide cutting-edge treatments from contributing experts and myself. And three, to provide ways people in pain can cope themselves. I do have many patients who are at this point wary about joining an online support group. How would you ease their concerns? Well, (laughs) I would tell them that they're going to need to do a little hunting because some online communities are pretty negative Mm -hmm. and it's hard to tell until you're in it and having conversations. And so I would encourage them to do some hunting and be ready for that and to not take that as negative. Like that's just part of finding your tribe, finding your people. There are lots of great groups out there, in particular Facebook, the way it's been you know, kind of shaping up the last year or so, there are tons of small niche Facebook groups that are private where you can go in and talk with people. I mean, people narrow it down to the smallest little niche, you know, like 30-year-old women with RSD who also have dogs and love crafting. You know, there's like, (laughs) (laughs) so you can find your people if you go hunting. Mm -hmm. And um, once you find that niche, part of it is, you know, getting to know their communication style and their community style. Yeah. But part of it is also what you bring to it. So it's like you've got to show up ready to be somebody who offers support and empathy and solutions too. You can't show up just expecting to be taken care of. True. So it's a give and a take. Jenny, why do you feel advocacy is so powerful, like your group, for example? It is a very powerful thing for me, on the on the one hand, to be a vocal, you know, proponent of things that help people in pain. You know, I literally see the, the physical, emotional, spiritual benefits of it every day in my own life. Mm-hmm. And then I get to watch people in my community benefit and, and from the work I do. And then when they take ownership of their situation, when they're able to stand up and talk about the challenges they're facing and what they need and advocate for themselves, they feel stronger. Yeah. They feel heard. They feel connected mm-hmm. and part of a community. Right. And it gives them an enormous amount of hope. And that's what we need to do for folks. We need to help them get the tools and support and community around them that they need so that they can really stand up and advocate for themselves. And when you do that, you feel so much stronger and ready to face the world no matter what happens. You do. I very, very much agree. And I think what you're doing and what I'm doing and what other organizations are doing are helping patients live past their limitations and much closer to their dreams. 
Jenny, how do we find out more about Chronic Babe? Well, chronicbabe.com is a great place to start. Mm -hmm. And you can sign up for my free weekly newsletter there. There's also links there to all my social media presences, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Pinterest, Periscope. I'm Chronic Babe on all those platforms. Okay. But truly, signing up for the newsletter is a great way to start because then you get a weekly update on everything I'm doing. I do a weekly video on YouTube called AWAP Wednesday, mm-hmm. and the AWAP stands for As Well As Possible. Sounds great. Now, in the last moments of the show, what should we remember about Chronic Babe? You can have chronic pain and other chronic illnesses that are incredibly intense and still figure out a way to craft a truly incredible life beyond the limitations that your body is offering you. Terrific message. And Jenny, it was a pleasure having you on the show today. Thanks, Paul. It was such a pleasure. I'm really, really, really happy to speak with you and share my experience. It's such an honor. Thank you. I'm Dr. Paul Christo, and you're listening to Aches and Gains. The views and opinions expressed in this radio program are solely the views of Dr. Paul Christo and do not necessarily express the views of this radio station and Johns Hopkins University School of Medicine, nor an endorsement by any or all of them of any of its content. This show provides medical information, not advice. Please consult your personal physician before engaging in any course of treatment or use of any of the techniques or products discussed on this show. Discussion of particular uses of products on this show have not been approved by any of the manufacturers of such products. To access podcasts of the show, please go to paulchristomd.com. That's paulchristomd.com. Aches and Gains is produced by Tom Blair and Ty Ford. Elsa Langford is the technical consultant and engineer. Dr. Paul Christo is the executive producer. Thanks for listening. This is Aches and Gains with Dr. Paul Christo.